don't give up and learn what my mum told me. There's no such word as can't. So welcome to this episode of Finding Your Range with me, Jeannie Debon, a movement therapist who specialises in hypermobility, EDS and chronic pain. And today I'm delighted to be joined by our expert uh, guest speaker and expert patient, um, Simon Burnham. Um, so welcome, Simon. Thank you for joining us. And um, I know it's our pleasure. Um, so I'm just going to read Simon's bio. And then we're going to get started and um, get chatting to Simon. So Simon is 41 years of age and he lives in Devon. So for those of our listeners who are maybe not in the UK, Devon is down in the south of um, the UK and it's a beautiful part of the country. Um, some beautiful beaches and scenery. So um, his interests are bodyboarding, snorkeling and anything in the ocean. So there you go. He's got access to <laughs> this beautiful part of the country. It's nothing like London at all, so which is all buildings. And <laughs> so, so as a child, Simon spent a lot of time in Great Ormond Street Hospital in London having tests. And he received his EDS diagnosis in his early teens. And he is the men's group coordinator for EDS UK and he runs men's support groups here in the UK. So welcome again, Simon. Thank you so much for joining us. And, you know, this podcast is, is called Finding Your Range, but it's also uncovering the truth about living with EDS, hypermobility, and, and any kind of chronic illness, really. And, you know, we, we started chatting about this, and I was really keen to to have you come speak yeah. to us because obviously hearing a man a man's perspective of what yeah. it's like to live with with this so um can you tell us about your childhood obviously we've mentioned that you spent time in great ormond street how did your eds start to manifest itself when you were young well it's actually a funny one um julie it's i actually from birth from the get-go um i had a really bad um birth you know, i was in the hospital for a long time when i was a baby um i was actually born in south africa enough ah. um, uh, so yeah born in Johannesburg um, moved to England I had really bad bowel problems as a child like could not go to the toilet it was one of those things mm -hmm. and when I was about five or six my caps would pop, pop out of a joint so both of them would just pop out um, and it just went going on and on and I just couldn't go to school because my knees would just literally just pop out all mm -hmm. the time and, and it wouldn't just like literally you know disc, uh, literally the kneecaps would just fall off to the other side of my knee Wow, so very severe dislocation. It was, it was horrendous. And I couldn't write, my, my hand, my fingers were just so sore, so I could not write. Yeah. Um, so yeah, doctors, physio every every week. It was my poor physio. When I was growing up, she used to literally sedate my kneecap while trying to do exercises. Because it just would literally fall off to the side. Um, wow. So it was, do you know what, it was, it was a weird one, for school and all that stuff. It was, um, I didn't get on with school or, because I was never there. So mm -hmm. it was, it was friendly. Yeah. Yeah, I spent, yeah. spent a long time at Great Ormond Street. Um, this was back in the late 80s, so it wasn't a nice time for me. It was literally prodding and testing and needles in me. I had a lumbar puncture. Um, I had a muscle, is it a muscle? You know, when they took that muscle out. Yeah. And even then, they didn't know what the problem was. Okay, so, so we hadn't got your EDS diagnosis by No, not point. at all. No, right. not at all. Um, okay. So in the end, my kneecap was coming out joint so much, the physio was like, well, we need to get to do something because otherwise you're going to be in a wheelchair. 
Um, so uh, we went to a private hospital and had a knee operation on my left knee. Okay. Um, the doctor did say when he did operate that the kneecap was so bad, it literally just sort of fell out when they opened it out. Um, it tightened up, so they tightened the, the ligaments up. Yes. Um, back to physio again. The operation does work. It did work. But when the kneecap did come out of joint, it really hurt. Where before it was so loose. It, it didn't hurt. Didn't yeah. hurt. No. Yes. Um, and back then, EDS wasn't even a thing. Like, it, 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 no one knew about it. It was one of those things. So I was literally told to swim. Swim, right. swim, swim, and just swim. And if I'm saying now, Jimmy, if it wasn't for my swimming, I think I'd be in a lot worse place. Okay. Um, and eventually I got diagnosed maybe when I was about 11 or 12 by okay. back then Dr. Turnpenny. Okay. Um, it was EDS 3, was it was? Yes, EDS 3 back then, yes. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, class yeah, and classical. Um, okay. And it was a bit of a hallelujah moment, to be honest with you, because for me it was like, Thank God I've know, I now know what this thing is. Yes. God, it must have been quite lonely because I guess there weren't many people around. There were no well, support groups or anything. There wasn't. I mean, and this is the thing, when I was at Great Ormond Street and when Tenpenny did diagnose me, officially, that just what they told me, this is probably not right, but they officially told me that I was like the fifth ever person to be officially diagnosed in the UK with it. Wow. Uh, yes, yeah, so I don't know if that's, but that's what they told me. Um, so there was nothing out there at all. Like, obviously, back then, there was no internet. Yeah, so, you couldn't research it. No. No. Um, nothing. So the GP went back to GP. He actually found one of his old books. He dusted it off, and he found <laughs> it. And it all like, <laughs> like, you know. But, There's a little paragraph about yeah, it. Yeah, like a little, a little thing like that. <laughs> I remember thinking, well, what do we do? And I just, Ginny, it was, I literally just did not to do, and I just carried on swimming. That's what I, that's what I did. Because, okay. um, again, back then, it was one of those, well, let's build up your muscles. Yes. Um, because obviously my knees is literally are like sticks. There's nothing there. So we need to build the muscles around the joints. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I think, it's bit, I think it's a bit changed now, isn't it? Where they say don't work on it so much, where I come from an era where it's, well, no, you've got to get working to get it working. Yeah, you've got to kind of, I guess they were saying back then, push through it and, you know. Yeah, and I sort of, yeah, I sort of, sort of believe that now-ish a little bit, um, mm. but not through the pain bit where it was back yes. then. Yeah, exactly. For me, the school was okay. Secondary school was was quite hard, uh, Jenny, because um, I, I couldn't do sport. Yeah. Um, so instead, I was doing like weights. So everyone was doing like cross country. <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. Yeah. Getting <laughs> yeah. out of cross country. There you go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I was doing weights to build up the muscles. Yeah. yeah. Or I'd well, be that's down, good. Um, yeah, no, and I think that. That sort of helped me along, I think. Yes, absolutely. Um, and yeah, things did pop out of joint. Um, like the caps would pop out of joint all the time. But I think because I was diagnosed at such a young age, mm. it was my normal. Yes. So yeah. I didn't, it wasn't, so, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. your education about EDS and, and what it was and how, I guess back then there wasn't anything that said, this is how you manage this. You were literally, whatsoever. it was trial and error. It was trial and error. So basically yeah. I'm from a little village in Devon, yeah. um, which is right on the beach. So yeah. all my friends, everyone was surfing. Yes. So I thought, right, let's start surfing, which I loved. But the problem is I got up, my new caps would pop out of joint. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. then I started bodyboarding. Okay, so, so for bodyboarding, those... Of us... 
So can you tell us what that is? Because some of us are uh, like, what's that? <laughs> yeah, so volleyball is like, uh, it's basically, how can I say, lying on a board with flippers, catching okay. the same bigger waves. But you don't but, have to stand up. No, so right. we use flippers, which yes. was good for me because I could build up my knee muscles. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, snort, so I was saying snorkeling, we're doing a lot of snorkeling, swimming. Fantastic. And for me, well, the thing is for me, being in the water, my body actually was normal. I felt normal. Yeah. Because yeah. standing up was just, it was just like, it was painful. Sitting down was painful. So the only time I actually could feel normal mm -hmm. was being in the water. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't have gravity sort of pulling on those joints. Yeah, and, and yeah, absolutely. yeah, it still works for me now. Yeah. And yeah, you've kept it on until you still do it now, which is great. Yeah, I mean, the, the issue had when we had the first lockdown mm -hmm. um, and when all the swimming pools were closed and we could yes. go to the beaches and I saw how my EDS deteriorated so quickly because right. I wasn't doing those exercises. Yeah, that's um, the thing, isn't it? That's the thing which we know is true with EDS is that as soon as we stop doing our exercises, whatever that is, because everyone's got different ways of exercising, yeah, exactly. we do deteriorate much quicker than other people. Yeah, and it was, you no, know, I phoned up the GP, like sort of saying, you know, please help me, what can I do? So I could see yeah. my kneecaps were just getting worse and there's, there's nothing I could do. So as soon as they said, you can go to the beach, I was down there like a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's really, so exercise clearly plays a, a, a big, big part in your life and your no, rehab. It's not just that, it's mental, mental state yes. as well. Yeah. Like I, there is scientific proof to say that salt, salt water, you know, there's that joke, I call it vitamin C. I really need a dose of vitamin C, as yeah. in the C. Yeah. Because I yeah, really yeah. think that salt water, I think it's an actually magical cure. The ocean, I think the ocean just, just helps out so much. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Fantastic. why I <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's a great choice. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but your other passion, um, which we haven't mentioned, is flying. Yeah. And, yeah. and you were desperate to be a pilot, weren't you, when you were growing up? Yeah. I was one of those kids that used to stand at the end of the runway with a pair of binoculars and a notepad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't Looking at the planes. Oh. Yeah, I don't. Well, you can't, you can't even notice, can you? I've got like, <laughs> have you not seen my seats? I wondered what they were. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, they're so actually from, they're actually from really... the old, yeah, they're from the British Airways 747s. They've just retired. Oh, wow. So I managed to get a row of seats in the window for it. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't notice the window. Oh, there you yeah, go. So, so yeah. that's, that's a real passion. So for those of you oh, who are listening, it's, it's a passion. Yeah. It's a passion. So anyone who's not watching YouTube and is listening to this, um, Simon has behind him, um, is it three or two? Three yeah, airline three. seats and a window oh, from the aeroplane on the side. So you could sit there and actually pretend you're in the aeroplane. It, it's my man cave. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah, oh, fantastic. Yeah, so basically, uh, yeah, I was one of those guys, you know, and but you know, I knew you wanted to fly, but as again, it was one of those, you know, back in those days, it was, you, know, you went to the careers guy, didn't you, at school? Yeah, yeah. You remember them and they'll yes. write down what you want to be. So I like, so then I like the water. What they came out with is a plumber. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. so, oh, so, I, so, you know, I wanted to be a pilot. That's all I, that's what I wanted to do. I left school. Um, and bear in mind, I haven't said this about me, yes, I'm almost a dys dyslexic. So I've got uh, learning difficulties. Right. So then it was like, no, this is a high rate university thing. So anyway, I left school, did a couple of little jobs, which I wasn't really happy with. I still want to be a pilot. Um, yes. I got a birthday present uh, to have a flying lesson in Plymouth, yes. where I'm from. 
Yeah. I loved it and I'm doing my license. Um, I worked, yeah, I, I worked hard. I'm, so we have to have medicals every year. Uh, yes. The medicals aren't running. So there's nothing running. It's literally hearing, eyes, stuff like that. Yeah. So it was really easy. Um, yes. So yeah, I got my license and then I actually moved to South Africa. Right. And I flew in South Africa for a few years. Oh, fantastic. Um, and I seriously, again, I think the warm weather out there did me a lot of favours. Yes. I really, yeah, again, the warm water, because I was based in yeah. Durban. So I think, the, again, it's the warm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so now I'm instructing at a Boeing simulator place in Chapman. Over there. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing now. Okay, so you've taken yeah. your passion, and so that's that's your is that how that's your work now? Yeah, that's my work. Yeah, so no, yeah, I, I teach people in a simulator, which I that's brilliant. Really yeah, brilliant. So it yes. wasn't, but it wasn't an easy journey, was it? To be no, not no, not at all. Do you know what? Nothing's easy, is it? To be honest with you, um, to be fair, my mum was probably a rock. She always still like putting me. There's no such word as can't. Mm-hmm. Um. So, despite, yeah, despite even, anything, yeah, yeah, even my physio, my physio Margaret, you know, I think I literally owe everything to her because she was like through everything with me, like through the knees, my fingers, through my operation, everything. And she said the same, like, you can do this, just yes. And I'm quite stubborn, so if I want to do it, I will do it anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I worked hard, yeah, I got my medical in the end, which I was really happy with. I was very nervous about getting it, but I've got it. Sure. Um, that's brilliant yeah that's brilliant I think one thing we can say about people with EDS is that they're definitely resilient because I think we have to be a lot of the time I, I, I think that well again it's an invisible illness isn't it you know we don't look disabled so we've got to prove yeah. ourselves type yes. of thing I think yeah. that's probably what it is yeah. um so yeah now I've worked pretty hard to honest with you yeah. a little bit brilliant. tired <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there are going to be people listening and maybe, you know, parents with children as well who are, who, who are listening and going through similar things right now with their children. You know, what's your message for anyone who's inspired by your story, your personal journey to, to doing what you want to do? Jenny, don't give up. Don't mm -hmm. give up. I learned what my mom told me. There's no such word as can't. Yeah. Um, it, it's funny, actually. Um, I... So when I came back from South Africa, I sort of forgot about my disability for a while. I sort of, I sort of gone with life. Yes. Um, and then when I moved back to England, I realised, oh, there's a charity group. Oh, there's forums. Yeah. My God, there's other people like me. Is that right? But the issue I had was when I did tell my story to people who've just been diagnosed, there's quite a backlash. They're saying, well, you've got mild EDS. I'm like, no, I haven't. I've just managed yes. my EDS. Yeah. Um, yes. So it's, it's, it's quite, yeah, it's been quite a tough one actually for me actually to prove that I've got this condition actually. Yeah. Um, and it's sad, isn't it, that we have to prove anything, you know? Well, um, yeah, and that, that, that is sad, you know, like I worked hard to be where I am now, like yeah. really hard. Um, yeah. I've noticed also a lot of people who've been diagnosed with EDS get it later on in life. Yes. Oh, many, many. Yes, absolutely. And I, I do. I feel really sorry for them because imagine being all of a sudden like, oh, what's this? Where yeah. I've, where I've grown up with it, so it's, so it's my normal. Yeah, yeah. You know, it can come out of the blue for so many people. I see a lot of people in their forties, fifties, just 
they've had all these symptoms, me included. I mean, it took me 35 years to get my diagnosis. I was, yeah. you know, was three years ago now I got my diagnosis and my symptoms started when I was 12. Um, but, you know, it's like, wow, what is this thing? I was fine. I was doing exercise. I was doing whatever I wanted. And then something happens and mm. boom, this thing kind of implodes. Yeah. And it's like, what am I dealing with? So, yeah, it's it's can be really challenging. But yeah, yeah and that's why I do feel actually my sister was the same. She was diagnosed later on in life. Um, right. But I think because she saw me, she also knew how to deal with it. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, I went to see a, not a rheumatologist, I went to see a doctor and he asked me a question. He said, so how often are you in pain? And do you know what? I couldn't answer. Because my pain is normal. Yeah. I'm, I'm always in pain. Do, do you know what I mean? It was quite mm -hmm. a hard question to answer because it's just like, well, when am I not? Yes. That should be the answer. <laughs> do you know what yeah. I mean? When am I not in pain? Like, and that's, and that's, yeah. But things have moved on, like since I was, you know, long last diagnosed back then. Right. Um, so I was now married. Um, we went to see him. He's, I'm look taller and a bit fatter. <laughs> He's looking a bit older. Um, and my wife, my wife, bless her, she had a list of all the things that's wrong with me. Right. A list, a long list. And we sat down and he actually said to me, he said, I think the problem is that you've been away from us for so long that you need a full MOT. Yeah. Because the thing is, I've, be, I've just got on my life and I haven't really I dealt see. with these issues. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I've now got a list of doctors and things I have to see now, which right. wasn't available for me. Back, back then. then, yeah. Um, so like things, back then. Okay. Yeah. Things have moved on then. In yeah, well, a lot of regards. EDS and gastro wasn't yeah. attached at all back then. They're yes. like, well, it's like, why Simon got a bowel, bad bowel when he's... Got... But now it's like, oh, right, okay. So, yeah. And that's yeah. great for me, because now I'm thinking, now I can sort this out. Yes, um, absolutely. Very so, good. yeah, I, I, yeah. Yeah. A long list of things I've got to do. Yeah, brilliant. No, I think, you know, your, your attitude as well. You know, so many people could have been, you know, what's the word, not put down, but, you know, demotivated and, you know, down by having this since a young child having this. But you've just... I've dealt with it. Like the thing you've is, like, and you've pushed through, and you've you've achieved what you want to do. Which is Gee, Jeannie, the thing is, we've got this condition, we've got it. Okay. Yeah. For me, there's no going. Oh well, no, I, I've got to deal with it. There's no point of sitting there going, oh well, you know, oh, oh I'm just going to like you know, lock myself in a room all day. I've got it. Yeah. Um, now I'm also um, a part. Of, I'm a member of a charity um, mm. in Basingstoke called Airability, which is actually a disabled flying school. Right, okay. Um, and my friend Damien, who's got cerebral palsy. Yes. He's such a lovely guy, Damien. I met him in South Africa. Um, and everyone in South Africa was saying he'll never be a pilot because he's got cerebral palsy. So anyway, I told him to come to England. He's joined a flying club, and now he's a pilot. Wow. So what a story. Amazing. I know. And like, yeah, and I just think, you know, if you, if you really... Look, I know people have got some EDS are really bad and whatever. Um, look, I... I have to say that my EDS was quite bad when I was young. It was really bad. Um, and I had to deal with it. I had to. Yes. Yeah. Um, again, because back then there was no... Yeah, no support. It, so I, I had yes. to yes. deal with it. Um, yeah, and I do get a few you know, people come up to me and saying, well, you must have a mild EDS. You know, as I said before, you must have a mild EDS, so you can't have a bad one. I'm like, well, it's my normal. Yeah. But I That's think... 
And I think, you know, a lot of what you've mentioned, which is great, is that exercise, you finding something you're passionate about has really managed, helped manage your symptoms. 100%. Now, if it wasn't for my swimming and my surfing, I would guarantee it I'll be in a lot worse state now. Yeah. 100%. Um, That's brilliant. And oddly enough, I met met another girl who's got EDS on Instagram who does weight training. Um, I've got her name now. Um, But she's great. And she... And also there's she so many there's yeah. so many inspiring people out there yeah and like in, I know. Audio, I was speaking to her about it and she was like saying she has the same problem with people sort of like saying well you must not have the eds because you can do that yeah well i, I can't it's just we just we manage around our problems yes I, I, I can't walk far like like that's my issue i can't walk um right like i have a blue badge yeah i don't like using it it's quite embarrassing i should do yeah but and do you know what I mean? I was just, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also being a bloke as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. what, coming on to that, being a man, yeah. you know, as we know, most people, well, most, a lot of people with EDS tend to be on the female, women. Yeah. So what is life like for a man with EDS? And, you know, what support advice can you give to other men who are listening to this? Now, this is hard. Again, because I thought I was sort of what, one of the only people, men with this condition. I didn't realise yes. other men like it. Yes. Uh, until I met the men's group on Facebook. Um, yes. Me and the wife, we have quite arguments about this. And it's not the joints that not sort of you know, get me down. It's actually my fatigue. Like my tiredness. Mm-hmm. I'm always tired. And it just drains me. So like if mm-hmm. a wife wants to help with something, I feel, I'm physically, it look, I feel like I've just, like a tap's gone off and I'm just drained of everything. Yes, yes. As a bloke, and that's the thing, you know, as a bloke, you want to go and do these things, like do DIY and do heavy yeah. lifting or build a sure. shed or yeah, do yeah. a garden, and you, and you just physically can't. Yeah. Like, I don't want to see my wife, who's a secondary school teacher, come back from school and having to do the dishes and the garden, like it's as a man, I'm, look, she, she says she's, like, we're in the 21st century now, like you know, things should move on. But that's all well and good, but you still have those man things where you want to be yeah. a man and you want to do these things. Of course, yeah. Um, and I Which think that's normal. I think it's normal, you know, it's, it's, yeah. in, it's in our sort of genes, isn't it? That's what we're programmed to do. Like, yeah, and I think that you, yeah. just, you keep saying, oh, we're in the 21st century now, but, you know, we're, we're men. That's what we've got to do. We've got to go and do the yeah. heavy lifting and... Yeah, no, I, seriously, I think that's part of, you know, our makeup, you know? Yeah. And, well, um, but and, I can and, totally hear what you're saying. It must be hard because you feel like you're... I guess you feel like you're not fulfilling that or you're letting someone yeah. down because you feel that should be your job. That's your role in the yeah. family. I mean, like, for, example, for example, I've had to cut down on work now. I used to do five days a week. I do three days a week now because the time yes. I got home, I was so tired. Yeah. Um, and I thought, well, I need to cut down because I, I, the only time I can see the wife is the weekends. And I thought, I'm not going to sleep the whole weekend. So yeah. I to cut down. It's little things like that where now she earns more money than I do. So I stay at home. Again, yeah, yeah, we're in the 21st century, but as a man, you you still want to be bringing home the bacon. Yes, sure. And that, it, it's quite it's yeah, it's quite upsetting actually. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we have quite a few little tips about stuff like that, but yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, it's um, because oddly enough, 
my wife my wife has been so supportive of me she's been brilliant like a hundred percent um she's helped me with my pit forms um my mother-in-law she's uh, worked, she used to work for sins of ice so she's helped me out fill out all the forms because i yeah. never ever claimed to split it out i didn't agree with it so until i thought do you know what i should really sort this out so yeah like yeah. she helped me out with the forms and stuff like that yeah. and this is a funny one um Jeannie, this is the weirdest one. So my brother-in-law and my and his wife have got two children, Holly and Noah. So I was picked up Holly once and I said, she's not blood relative or anything, Jeannie, not blood relative. Mm -hmm. I looked at her and I held her hand once and said, do you know what? I think she's got EDS. Yeah, she was diagnosed with six years, six years old. Wow. Yeah, I'm not blood relative, I'm not blood relative or anything because yeah. I recognise it straight yeah, away. Yeah, yeah. You so, do, yeah, don't yeah. you? Yeah, you so bless to... her. Yeah. You, you can it, see it, can't you? you? Yeah. And you um, feel yeah, so, it. You feel it in the skin. You yeah, can when I used to hold her hand, you could feel her wrists sort of like clicking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm sure she's got EDS. So yeah, me and her, she calls me, um, my uncle, I'm specialist. <laughs> We're specialists. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, it's been actually really, really quite nice because I went to her school to explain to her, to her teachers about EDS. What it is. That's great. So, yeah. so I'm the horror, yeah. And I think, you know, thank you so much for sharing what you just did about, you know, what it's like being, yeah. a, you know, in our society where we're all put in boxes and, you know, men should do this and women should do it. It still happens, right? I'm not saying oh, it's right, yeah. but um, it must be very hard. And it, that's actually one aspect I've never even thought about is, so it, thank it you is. for sharing that. No, it is, it is, it is hard. Like, can I, I, I look on social media a lot and... They're great. There's lots of EDS stories on there, but they're all women. They're all girls. And even the charities, most of the stories they produce are women and girls. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what is it with the, with the men who have EDS. Are they embarrassed? To, I'm not embarrassed by it. Like, it, it's what I am. Mm. You know what I mean? I, I just, sometimes I feel that men might be a bit too embarrassed. They've got it. Yeah. Well, maybe for the reasons you've, you've highlighted, you know, maybe you're going to yeah. help them come forward and, yeah. and start talking about it more. Well, like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm not afraid of it. It is what it is. I mean... Um, yeah, absolutely. It is what it is. And, um, you know, and is that what led you to start to work with EDS UK, which is a charity in the UK, um, and and form a, a men's support group and be the men's coordinator? So what what do you do there? What's, what does that so involve? Basically, yeah, there was a, there's a role that they advertised. Um, so yeah, I, I approached them along with two other guys, Lee and Scott. Yes. Um, Lee and Scott are newly diagnosed. They've just yeah. been diagnosed. Um, so yeah, I approached them and said, look, I've been diagnosed with this most of my life. Yes. I think I could bring something to the table. Um, and yeah, we've joined. So there was always a men's Facebook group. There was always one. Right. I don't think it was that active. Right. We've come on there and said, right, let's go do Zoom meetings every month um, to talk to the guys. Yeah. So I just think we need to talk to each other about stuff like this. Yes. And it was really interesting. So the first sort of couple of group meetings we had, there's only like sort of five or six people. Um, but the last one we had, we had 16 guys. Wow. That's and brilliant. It was absolutely, it was absolutely brilliant. And in fact, one of them was one of your um, guys, actually, Ginny. Ah, one of my yeah. clients. One of your clients, yeah. And ah. he said, yeah, he said something to me. He said, um, what really helped was breathing techniques he gave him. Yes. Oh, yeah. Breathing, you know, for so many reasons. Anxiety, yeah. stress. 100%. Releasing tension from the body. Noticing you have tension in your body. All of that. Is, it's my number one go-to. Yeah. And he says, as soon as he gave him that, he says he was up like a changed man. 
Oh wow! Oh, yeah, that's so, awesome. Uh, yeah, and we've had we all range from young guys, um, yeah, all the way up to like elderly gentlemen. Wow! But what is Very funny? Valuable. Yeah, it is. It's quite funny because what we're like blokes, we just moan. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing is just like us going, "Oh God, you know, oh what do we have to do to do this?" It's it's brilliant. It's it's good for me as well because I've always thought I was the only one. Yeah. And now yeah. to talk to other guys who have got this same problems that I have, you know, like the heavy lifting, you know, it's embarrassing that we have to go to the shops and we can't lift stuff up into the cake. It's all this stuff. Yeah. It all boils oh, down to the same thing, fatigue. It's always the same sort of thing, but we feel absolutely drained. Is that a common thing? Is that what a lot of, is that a lot of what people were saying in the group? Yeah, it is. Like, it's not just that, I also run the Devon group as well, the Devon um, group as well. And it's the same thing. It's the fatigue that gets me. And everyone else as well. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is. Um, again, I remember being tired when I was a kid, but again, EDS and fatigue wasn't connected at all. Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, and even now, I think, you know, back then when I had learning difficulties, they say that EDS and learning difficulties are now connected. It's a, yes, well, that's a new thing, isn't it, that's coming yeah. out with autism as well. Autism, yeah, so yeah, we've got a few guys who are also autistic, and it's, mm -hmm. it's really good to me, for me to talk to people with the same condition. Yeah. And you, um, you're giving them such a valuable service as well, because... I, I, I hope I am. I, I, oh, really, yes. I, I hope I am. Um, yeah, again, it might be frustrating for them to, to look at me and go, well, like he's managed to get on with his life, but I've just been diagnosed. It's going to take me a long time. But I want to show people, especially teenagers, that's what I really want to do, Jeannie, is yes. young teenagers, male, female, whatever, there's no such word as can't. Mm. And Brilliant. And that's what I want. You know, if you want to do something, do it. And I, I remember my physio being, pardon my French, blimmin' painful. It was horrendous. But I had to get through that pain to be where I am now. Yeah. Um, like, it was it was a horrible time of year for me. Like, my mother will tell you, you know, she said it was, she used to take me to physios all the time. Um, it was horrendous. But looking back at it now, if it wasn't that bad, I don't think well, I'd be where I am now yeah um no. and that's what I, and that's what i do that's what i really want to, to show people like that if you want to work at something if you truly want to do something mm -hmm. you can do it oh that's, that's so powerful that's brilliant yeah yeah like you know yeah my eds now is like i'm 41 now and my eds is bad now like i said kneecaps are now really stiff so everything's now turned the opposite way so everything was loose mm -hmm. now it's pretty stiff and yes I, um oddly enough i've just got a mobility car which has helped me, Ginny, so much because before I had an automatic and yeah, it was painful for me. Like going to work was just painful. And even that little thing has helped me out so much. Yeah. What so, you've got to do is find things to help you yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say, basically, you, you've got to get creative. You've got to look. Don't accept what you've been told. Go and look and find things. That's, that's what you've got to do. You can't... You yeah. can't it's funny because I've had a lot of people say... Oh no, what am I doing for EDS? This is like the end of end of everything. Well, actually, it's it's not. Like for yeah. me, having a diagnosis, like, okay, now I've got this. What can I do now to get around this? Exactly. Exactly. And I, and I, totally and I think, agree. Totally agree. And I think that's what you've got to do, because otherwise you're just gonna sit in your room and go and, and woes me all the time. And you, you can't do that. Because if you do do that, you, your muscles will start fading away. Yeah. So you've got to find ways, no, like Pilates, Pilates is great, you know, that's 
So, yeah. well, you know, we know what you do. It's that inner core strength. It's what we need yeah. to get you up. Yeah. You know, and everyone will have their own way of doing it. You know, you love swimming, yes. you love bodyboarding. For me, it's movement of Pilates, you know, um, different, but it works for me. And the people listening, there will be something out there that works for you. If, yeah. you know, and I know, you know, a lot of people try exercise and, and they say it doesn't work for me. It made me worse. And but I always say, you know, it's the approach that we have to the exercise. That, you know what, Jeannie? That's actually a very good point. It's the approach. It's the approach. You know, if, yeah. if we're forced to do something and our body's not ready or maybe we're fearful and we're worried, then probably it's not going to work out quite so well. But yeah, that's, I that's think a... what you said about this determination, I think your determination, your drive. It's the mind. It's all in the mind. The, exactly. It's that that's there. It's what's right there. Absolutely, and that's what's powering you forward. You yeah, can achieve yeah. anything, can't you, with the right yeah. mindset? If you get that yeah. sorted out, then yeah. you'll be able to do anything. And I, I say that now all the time. You know, yeah. looking yeah. back at it now, when I was a kid, God, the, the amount of pain I used to be in all the time. It was just, and it was draining. Like going to school, even sitting down, like sitting down on my school chair, I need to pop out a joint. It's just yeah. little things like this. My I couldn't write, so I had to have a little like laptop because I couldn't write. My, my fingers popping out of joint. Um, yeah. And looking yeah. back at it, I'm thinking, but if it wasn't for that swimming and if it wasn't for that sea, my physio and my mother will tell you I'll be in a lot worse off place now. That's amazing. Yeah, and so I, just, I just want to get that across, really. Yeah, so that's your, you know, I wanted to ask you, what would you be your number one message for men or women listening right now? What What is it? Don't give up. Simple. Yeah. Don't give yeah. up. And there's no such word as can't. Yeah. Fabulous. Well, my, my mother always said it, there's no such words can't. If you can do it, go and do it. Um, like, yeah, if you go swimming, like, you know, the, so my swimming pool is the hot, the cold water, and which is outside, and you've got the inside yeah. pool, which is the warm water. I love it. Like, it's just warm, and it's, you know, you can swim along. The key yeah. is, look, I know this was back in the 80s and early 90s, but I'll stand by this. The key is to build the muscles up. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the doctors say now, Yeah. but the key is to build the muscles up. Because what you don't want is them to be fading away. Because yeah. if they fade away, things will get worse. Yeah. Like I'm, not, I'm, I'm not a doctor, but that's what worked for me. Yeah. And that's uh, what our listeners, our listeners want to hear personal stories because they can relate to that. And so yeah. hearing that from you, who obviously had a very difficult childhood. Yeah. Um, that's going to be really inspiring for, for them to hear. Yeah, and listen, look, I'm getting older now and yeah, things are getting worse. Like my finger, this one popped up during last week and... Yeah, I can't work as much anymore, but I'm still working around the problems. Yeah. Um, and I, look, I've, I've got help now, um, again, because EDS is now known. Yeah. So I now can now fix this problem, fix that problem, not fix it, but, you know, what's yeah. the word? Manage. That's the word. Manage it. Manage. Absolutely. Yeah, especially yeah. the gastro stuff. You know, the gastro stuff has, has hindered me so much. Um, and now I'm actually speaking to a gastro doctor who knows EDS. It's like, yes. Yeah. No, I can actually fix it because yeah. that's the main issues. But yeah, that's my key is there's no such word as can't. Brilliant. And that's my mother's. <laughs> oh, well, you know, mothers know best. <laughs> yeah, they do, don't they? They do, um, they just, do. Just a, just a quick one before we finish. Uh, my mum will kill, you for, kill me for saying this. <laughs> um, oh dear, but, I hope she's not listening. No, she will. <laughs> um, so this is how strong my mum was for me. She took me to all the physios, all the doctors, spent the time with me in Great Ormond Street. That she had the bed next to me, you know, it was a horrible time. Yeah. And she knew how much I really disliked hospitals, really disliked them. So 
one story was that she said, well, we've got a physio appointment. So she picked me up and we went to the hospital. I was like, this is not a physio place. So we sat down on a bed and this nurse came in. She says, okay, Simon, are you ready for your operation today? I'm like, what? My mother tricked me into having the operation on my knee. Wow. She knew I wouldn't go. She knew I wouldn't go. <laughs> but if it wasn't for her doing that, yeah. I might have not operation on my knee. Again, I'd be in the worst off place. So listen to your mothers. Yeah, <laughs> or absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. So, but yeah, no, that's my key. Thank you. And um, how can people who are listening, how can they find out more about what you do? How do they uh, find your group? How could they? Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so you, you can find me on the EDS uh, men's group. I think it's just under men, and EDS Men's UK. I'm also on EDS UK, that is. EDS UK, the charity one, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you join our Facebook group, but also I'm on Instagram. So if you want to follow my stories on Instagram, um, yeah. what's, your, what's your Instagram? EDS, EDS Pilot Simon, if I remember. So EDS Pilot Simon. Pilot Simon. Yeah, if anyone there. Um, yeah. Again, right. what I wanted is loads of like Instagrams of EDS women. So I want to like have like the blokes one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, you can find me on there. And if you have any questions, yeah, just find me on there. Um, yeah. More than Maria, according to you. Yeah. Yeah, and your men's group, how often do you meet your sort of your uh, at the moment we're doing once a month, but if it's once getting a month. but at the moment if it is getting a bit popular, we're gonna make it a bit again, it's all up to me and the other guys see if we can find yeah. someone black. I think that's the yeah. I mean okay. lockdown, that's fine, but yeah. Okay. Let's see so, what happens with lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> so any men listening, um get in touch with Simon even parents, like parents want to yeah, talk to me about their serious yeah. kids. Yeah, I've been a teenager like, with EDS. I know what it's yeah. like. Um, yeah. I've been through it and I've come out the other end. Yeah, I'm sure um, there are lots of parents listening. As I say, I hear, hear from lots of parents who, you know, children have just been diagnosed or... Um, so yeah, I'm sure there are people listening to your story who can really relate to that. So you might so. be you might be getting some, some uh, messages. I hope so. Because so. do you know what? Like, I just feel like you know, we just need... A story of a bloke out there yeah well yeah um, you've you've done that you've done that this is going to be going out um, no, I hope so. no absolutely and um brilliant so thank you so much simon absolutely. And, um, it's been an absolute pleasure no really enjoyed talking to you and and um yeah you've really given me something to think about that i didn't you know realize before coming from a man's perspective so thank you yeah that. that's, that's, and, what, that's um, what i want you know at the end of the day and it's 21st century but blokes are blokes yeah, absolutely. No, thank you. So I hope you enjoyed that episode with our guest, Simon. Um, leave us a comment, leave us any messages. And if you want to get a message to Simon, feel free to leave a comment and I will pass it on to him. Um, so thank you for listening to Finding Your Range. And until next time, keep moving. <laughs>